What's up, everyone? We're back for another episode of Locked on Box, and we have a guest, an avatar of a guest. <laughs> Our friend Charles Michael from Locked on Clippers is here. We're going to talk to Marcus Cousins. Hey, we might even bring up Eric Bledsoe as well. Obviously, there's a lot of interest around DeMarcus Cousins. He is officially with the Bucks now. Uh, so let's hit the intro and get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Welcome to Locked On Box. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on this show daily and also find my work over at ESPN. And joining me from Locked On Clippers, Charles Mockler. I, I think you're there, Charles. Are you there? Yes. Yes, I am here. Currently, the old Clippers mascot, Sam Dunk, uh, is, is taking my place right now. But uh, thank you for having me to talk some DeMarcus Cousins. All right. So if you're listening on your usual podcast platform, you have no idea what we are talking about. But Charles has had some <laughs> some technical difficulties with his camera. I've had some technical difficulties. I'm on the road. I don't have my microphone. So all, all up, the guys that podcast every single day, we're, we're not putting in a good showing today. But hopefully uh, <laughs> this works for you guys. Today's episode is brought to you by True Bill. True Bill is a new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. And as always, uh, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of every single day. Uh, we really appreciate it, Charles. So let, let's cut straight to the to the chase here. DeMarcus Cousins, it was a little bit of a surprise, let's say, that he signed with the Bucks. But I will say that we've been discussing the options or the possibilities that the Bucks could add a big Brook Lopez continues to be out. They clearly need another big body. So I guess on the surface, this does make some sense. Uh, the last team he played for was the Clippers. Now, I must admit, I thought he played a little bit more. It was only around 16-ish, maybe not even 16, 12 regular season games, around seven playoff games, not major minutes. What was your first reaction when you saw that Boogie signed with the Bucks? Uh, I, I was a little bit surprised at first just because, you know, he – wasn't really on a team, wasn't really doing a whole lot. And then the, you know, a championship team was like, oh, I guess we could add Boogie Cousins. Um, so I, surprise would be the main thing. Um, you mentioned he didn't have a lot of, you know, run with the Clippers. When he was effective, it was mostly just against Dario Saric um, for a very brief period of time. But, you know, he's a body and he does kind of move well, unless you're asking him to defend, you know, out on the perimeter and stuff like that. But I think he'll be a good piece. He's a great locker room guy. Um, not that I think the Bucks have any locker room issues, obviously, but he's definitely someone who's not going to, you know, upset anything. And he's also pretty comfortable with his own understanding of where he's at in his career, which I think is a really big help um, to any team that he goes to. So we should, I was going to get to this, but we should hit on this locker room stuff first. That's really interesting because um, I was going to say, and I wasn't sure what, what you were going to bring to the table here, but I was going to say that, uh, for all the the old Demarcus Cousins, well, he's a troublemaker. He's he's getting in fights. He's a, he's problematic. Uh, I always said, well, he was also playing in Sacramento, and uh, I, feel, <laughs> exactly. I feel like playing for that franchise can make anyone a little problematic. 
But I've never heard anything back from any of these other teams he's been to and, and obviously some of his latest stints, obviously Golden State um, and with the Clippers as well. I have heard that, no, he's, he's very much loved it, and the guys most likely are going to enjoy having him around. Yeah, I mean, he knows how to be in a locker room. He, he's a professional. Um, you mentioned the Sacramento thing. That is exactly how we felt about it over on Locked on Clippers. I don't think anyone wants to really play in Sacramento. Historically, it feels like. And the ownership there was very, you know, uh, maybe not as welcoming to him as he would have liked. And he was a great player. So I think that, you know, and he was young. So I think that makes sense. But now, you know, he wants his ring. <laughs> He's willing to do whatever he wants. And he knows how to be in a locker room. I think that the Clippers... It was a little more advantageous because he knew a lot of those guys and stuff like that. I'm not sure his extent, um, you know, on relationships with guys over on the Bucks, but he's not going to rock the boat. He's not going to ask for more playing time or do anything like that. Um, I, I would expect him to be a consummate professional for the Bucks. So he was introduced to the media today at Bucks practice. So as far as we know, uh, he's going to be available for this game against Charlotte tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. So I would suspect we're going to see some minutes from Boogie Cousins. Again, uh, they're really running with a two-man big rotation with Bobby Portis and Giannis as well. So those guys would certainly love a chop out, I would believe. So I think that you could probably expect that he's going to play. Um, but it has been a little bit since he's played. And I mentioned this on the podcast a couple of days ago when the signing was first announced. In many ways, it's it's sad. It's sad that this is the way it's panned out for Boogie. He's had all these injuries from a guy that was a lock for 26 and 12 every single night. So I guess the big question, and we and this came in from one of our uh, YouTube viewers, uh, Brian Kurth, he basically asked the question, last year it was a limited role. Again, we did see he had some impact in the postseason there, but how, how has he, from your view and from the short time that you saw from Boogie Cousins, settled into the fact that he's just the guy. He's just a role player. He's going to play more <laughs> minutes. Uh, he's not necessarily going to be a focal point of the offense uh, or, or defense for that matter. How, how how did you see that he kind of settled into that? He settled into it well. You know, I mentioned the Sarge. He he absolutely dunked all over Sarge at one point, which everyone was like, oh, I guess he still has some ups, you know, when, when those spots are there for him to take advantage of. He knows when to take advantage of it, which I think is the mark of a good kind of, you know, lesser guy in the rotation, someone who has good athletic ability, but maybe isn't you know, as, as spry as they once were, you know, kind of pre-injury and all that stuff. Um, one thing that was interesting, you know, people were talking about his shooting and all that good stuff. I mean, he took one three a game. He made 42% of them. So I'm not sure how much that's going to come into play. Um, there'll, there'll be some garbage time boogie threes that are either going to make you laugh or cry, depending kind of what the score is at that time um, for the Bucks. But his passing is there too. I think that's probably at this point in his career, kind of the best thing he maybe brings is just being able to kind of facilitate a little bit more. Um, you know, he's not going to, you know, set the box score on fire with assists, but he's going to keep things moving, um, which I know what the Bucks is a very, you know, obviously something they want to do. And, you know, the toughest thing is going to be defensively. If he gets pulled out of the paint, there's going to, you know, there's going to be some help needed coming out over there just to make sure, you know, on rotations and stuff like that. Um, overall, I'm not sure you know, what his net rating is going to be, but I'd have a an injury or an idea that it's probably around, you know, 0, 0.0, hopefully. I don't think it'll be anything too worse than that. Well, that's interesting you bring that up. So I'm going to get to a question and another question we had this time from uh, one of our listeners, Jake Reitz, who was curious about the potential lineups uh, that obviously he played with last year, but might benefit him here in Milwaukee. We'll see if you have any ideas around that. First of all, uh, there's always going to be a debate 
between LeBron and Jordan. And when it comes to helping you hire all-star <laughs> talent faster, the GOAT is needed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed, Instant Match Assessments, and Virtual Interviews. Indeed makes it easier for star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. So get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And Charles, I should ask you, I mean... Every time we do these crossover podcasts, Built Bar naturally comes up. And uh, do you have a favorite Built Bar? Built Bar? I mean, honestly, the birthday cake one is really good. I mm. really like that one. Yeah. What about you? Well, I thought, and this has been a pretty unpopular, and people that listen to Lockdown Bucks will know it, that uh, there's normally some pushback to this. But I'm a, I am a coconut guy. I can I can get down with the coconut flavors. So just, just the stock, the stock coconut is fine with me. Uh, they've got a bunch of new... Built bars that have come out now around the holiday period. Obviously, Thanksgiving is in the books, but the holiday period is a perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. Uh, we've already mentioned this, but if you're eating desserts, one slice of pie is up to 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and have only four grams of sugar uh, with plenty of protein there. Uh, there's, As I said, there's a bunch of new flavors out on the website. So just go to built.com and you can check out the special limited edition flavors of Built Bar they have, of course, with all the original favorites as well. But just go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15, 15% off at Built.com. Again, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of every single day. But once you're done with Locked On Bucks, you should be going over to check out Charles with Locked On Clippers. Check out those guys. <laughs> See what's going on with the Clippers. Obviously, there was lots of unknown around your team getting into this season, Charles. And to this point, Paul George, potentially MVP candidate. You guys have been pretty competitive. And I, I don't mind watching the Clippers because you have got an old friend, Eric Bledsoe. How's, how's the old friend, Eric Bledsoe, obviously returning to the Clippers? How's he going? Polarizing is how mm. I would say the Eric Bledsoe, which I'm sure shocks you as a Bucks fan. <laughs> um, it has gone okay, I would say. There's flashes where you know randomly he'll make two out of you know he'll make half his three pointers, and you're like, I guess this is good. I don't really need you to take these, but I'm glad they went in. Um, there still seems to be some backcourt issues with him and Reggie in terms of starting. Some people want Bledsoe off the bench and Terrence Mann to start at the two. Um, we've been ravaged by injuries, which I don't think helps anybody, especially Eric Bledsoe. Um, when we've had full lineups, you know, he's he's been solid. I've said that, you know, kind of the the ideal Eric Bledsoe stat line is something like, I don't know, 12, like five and six. And if he gives us that, you know, he doesn't need to be the first, second, or even really third option on this Clippers team. Um, I'm looking for his defense to get a little bit less kind of foul happy right now. The whole defense in general has been good for the Clippers, but I mean, you know, other than the game against um, the Pelicans recently where Jonas Valanciunas became Steph Curry, it was it was going pretty well. Um, but it, polar, I think I'm just going to settle on polarizing. I've liked him so far. He hasn't exactly blown us away. Um, 
but it seems like he actually wants to be here, which I think is kind of maybe the biggest hurdle to get over with Eric Bledsoe. Look, polarizing, you said it. I mean, that was basically his whole time here in Milwaukee, uh, mostly after the playoffs, but I've always said I, I hope he does really well. There's part of you that feels bad that he was part of those first really good teams. It didn't work out. They won a championship basically as soon as they traded him, which is um, which is a tough scene, particularly when he was in the situation he was last year as well. So, yeah, I, I hope it goes well. I was looking at his numbers prior to jumping on here, and certainly uh, from an efficiency efficiency standpoint, it's it's not too pretty. And as you sort of pointed <laughs> to, we definitely got used to those stretches where he'll take the early shot clock, pull up threes, and you're like, okay, well, you made that. Let's put that one away, though. But um, <laughs> you know, shot selection at times can be a bit questionable. Yeah, and I think the other night he made his first two threes and we were just kind of like, please don't let this give him confidence to shoot four more threes in this game. Um, but, you know, he's been coachable. He seems like he's been good for the locker room, which is nice. So all the kind of intangible stuff is there, but there's a lot of issues with the Clippers offense right now. And I thankfully, I don't think he is the the reason for them, which is good. No, I mean, he was super popular here in Milwaukee. It was, um, yeah, he's super, super nice. That's for sure. Uh I need to ask you, and I'm glad that you said this before we started recording, but one thing that people may not know about DeMarcus Cousins, he has a, a sponsorship deal? Yes, DeMarcus Cousins took full advantage of being in the Los Angeles media market and became a sponsor for Trojan uh, brand condoms, which genuinely came out of left field. I think we all just randomly saw him tweet the advertisement, um, off, and it was like, okay, this is a thing now. Um not sure what the the pay is for this, or they could maybe only get Demarcus Cousins. You think they would have reached out to maybe I don't know some younger NBA stars or literally anybody else? I guess I would have associated with having the sponsorship deal. But I think the city of Milwaukee, hopefully, he can organize a drive or something like that to help out his his sponsorship money. <laughs> uh, this is going to be great. I hope there's some local commercials. <laughs> I hope he's around long enough for this to really take off and provide some good content. <laughs> and by the way, you know, Boogie Cousins, certainly, I mean, he's a guy that's been paid well in the past, but he's been through, you know, a bunch of injuries, certainly been a guy that would have earned significantly more money. So shout out to him for the deal with Trojan. I'm all for that. Hopefully um, there's a, a thriving market for, for Trojan in Milwaukee. Though. Let's just say that. As, as far as lineups go, so we had a question from Jake Reitz, and he basically was asking the question, um, would you, based on what you saw last year, and you already pointed to the defensive stuff, which is a little bit of a hint to me, but mm-hmm. we see this, this is a constant theme with the Bucks, and Bobby Portis is a guy that we spoke about who's having an incredible season, but so oh, yeah. defensively, he's still a, a guy that you're not looking for Bobby Portis to anchor the defense, even though it's not a question of effort, it's not a qu- question of intent. Uh, he, he just He's just one of those guys. He's never going to be someone that you're going to switch out onto the perimeter, feel comfortable with him on the, on the defensive end. But if you look at the numbers with Giannis, they're great because Giannis has the ability to make yeah. everyone <laughs> spectacular on that end of the floor. So I guess the question is, would you see DeMarcus Cousins as a guy that um, you can you can just look, run some offense through, come off the bench, maybe give you a, a short spurt, score some points? Or would you think that he's the type of guy that could, could even on, on both ends of the floor, even offensively thrive next to Giannis? Huh. I I think you nailed it with the short burst thing. That's kind of what he was used for with the Clippers. And he was used in a way where people were like, maybe Boogie Cousins should get more minutes. And then he did. And it was like, oh, he can't really handle more minutes physically. Um, like it, it's just not something his body can do after these injuries, which is a real shame. I, I think he'll definitely benefit playing next to Giannis. I think if Giannis is feeling it, particularly from outside, 
we're going to see DeMarcus Cousins get a lot of free dunks or a lot of one-on-ones against smaller guys that he can still bully. It's not like DeMarcus Cousins got any smaller as the years went on. So he's got quick feet. He knows how to use his size really, really well. Giannis is elite at quite, I mean, literally everything. So that's going to open up a whole lot. Um, But yeah, I think it's got to be short spurts where he's Maybe not the focal point, but he gets a couple dump offs or something like that. Um, he's still pretty good um, as a roller and stuff like that. So I think next to Giannis, I mean, he'll probably look better than he did uh, when he was with the Clippers, as long as they keep those minutes kind of short. For the Clippers, you know, he really only averaged like he averaged um, not that many. He was like 207 total minutes over 16 starts. So not a whole lot. And I think you want to keep it right around right around that mark, like 10 or so minutes. Was he, I mean, when you talk, because he does still, it's interesting. I was looking at some of the photos or some of the vision from Bucks practice today, and he does kind of look slim, which makes sense. I mean, when you've been yeah. through the, the lower body injuries that he had, it would make sense that he would want to drop some weight, potentially ease some of the load on, on his body. There's no doubt about that. But you spoke about the mobility and again, you know, defensively, whatever, but uh, on the offensive end, still working as a role man. Did he score mostly of working off other guys or he is still a guy that you're like, ah, let's dump it down to the post. Let's see what he can do. It's kind of dump it down to the post. Let's see what he can do. Um, you know, he's not run a lot of motion or anything like that. And, you know, there'll, there'll be times when he will get the ball in the perimeter and no one will be around him. And you're going to kind of think maybe he should take this shot. Uh, and then he'll clang it. And you're like, well, maybe he shouldn't have taken that shot. Um, but yeah, he, he just, it's kind of a give the ball to Boogie and let him do his thing. Um, that's, that's really what it is in the low post. And I think that's really all it should be at this point. I think asking him to do too much, he might not want to do it. And it also just doesn't, you know, his passing lets him kind of maybe get other people involved if they're running around around him. So I think keeping him with as little motion as possible, other than kind of what he's naturally good at is the way to go for the Bucks. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, as I said, he spoke with the media today. They did ask him whether he was waiting for the right opportunity. You know, these the veterans can get sort of uh, you know, a bit picky when they're trying to decide where they want to go. Like you said, he probably wants a title. I mean, we, we thought that he was oh, going yeah. to get one with Golden State a couple of years ago. Uh, that didn't work out. But he said he only had one workout with Denver last week. And then Milwaukee called and he was happy to take that uh, opportunity, obviously, where it looks like he's going to get some minutes. But I don't know if I would bet. Um, Boogie Cousins having a major role on this team. But if you are into betting, Bet Online has you covered with all the season props, odds, and lines. They have more than ever before, particularly with football as they continue to march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. You can head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus there from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet Online has the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. So I guess before we, we wrap this up, well, I should ask you first, Charles, is there anything else? Is there anything else Boogie Cousins related that Bucks fans need to know? I mean, he's a super nice guy off the court. I think that helps. Um, if there's anyone who's been a big Boogie fan, you see him pregame and ask for an autograph, he will give you an autograph. It might chat you up a little bit. Um, yeah, I would say take the highs with the lows. Don't expect much out on the perimeter on defense. You're probably going to see a couple random posters against some third stringers, which is always going to be a fun time. He brings the energy on the off the bench. Um, 
I'm I'm excited for Boogie. I think he's gonna have. A, I think he found a good home in Milwaukee, and I and you know I hope they can utilize him well. There's not a bunch of ways to utilize him, so I hope they pick the right ones. Yeah, I, I mentioned to you before we started recording. I think it was before we started recording. It might have been during the pop, but yeah, when they Bucks tweeted out the the highlight clip or the heart clip, and it was uh, Sacramento Kings days and uh, <laughs> New Orleans yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're gonna temper the expectations. We've certainly had some. Uh, Bucks fans in the comments section that have tweeted that they're really excited and he just needs to, to get a bit of run under his legs. Uh, again, today, uh, Mike Budenholzer, and th- I'm going to leave this into a Kawhi question for you, but Mike Budenholzer, oh, yeah. if you're not all over this, uh, there's been basically no update with Brook Lopez. He played on opening night, collected his ring, hasn't played since. Then there's no update with his back injury again today. Bud said there's been no setback, but there's no hmm. timeline for when he's going to return. So what does that mean? Uh, we spoke about the fact that the guaranteed date for Boogie Cousins is January 7, which gives the Bucks about six weeks here to have a look at Boogie Cousins. Um, is he on the roster beyond that point? I'm not convinced at the moment, but again, this a big part of this mm-hmm. could be uh, what's going on with Brook Lopez and where he sits at that point. But what is going on with Kawhi? And and I must admit, I mean, I, I'm not, not all over this, um, but everything, as it always is with Kawhi, is a little bit vague. Uh, sure. <laughs> what's the expectation... For him, if there isn't. I think so. I mean, if I knew what was going on with Kawhi, I think I would be in a lot better financial position uh, reporting wise. <laughs> but um, I, you know, Zach Lowe kind of talked about in his last podcast. He said that something along the lines of like anyone within two degrees of Kawhi knows that like they're keeping the door ajar for a return this year. Um, but I think that's kind of what it's always been. I don't think Kawhi. I go back and forth with this with my co-host, uh, Will Updike, over on Locked on Clips. I think a little bit of me thinks that, you know, if the Clippers, if they manage to be a top four seed, which as of this recording might be a little difficult, the West is kind of a bloodbath, um, that that would maybe play into, a, you know, part of him coming back if he's fully ready and ready to go and, you know, help the Clippers try and win a championship. I think that, you know, if they're in the plan or something like that and he's ready to go, I don't even want him to come back if that's the case. Um, this is a long-term play by the Clippers. He's locked up for a couple more years. He can still sign the super duper whatever max at the end of this contract. And he doesn't want to jeopardize his health um, for that contract. So I think it's just a big who knows right now. Um, Kawhi goes at his own speed. People, what I like is, you know, no one in the fan base has been clamoring for him to come back. You know, we want him to come back because the offense looks pretty terrible right now. But we also kind of understand this is a long game. Bringing Kawhi back, to only, you know, maybe flame out in the playoffs or, you know, heaven forbid something else happened to him. Um, it would it'd be an unmitigated disaster if that happened, right? Um, there'd be talks of rushing him. Um, you know, and the initial handling of the knee, the timeline is very weird. He flew back with the team after the incident with Ingles, and then apparently the knee swelled up on the plane, which I don't get. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I, I don't know if he's coming back. I kind of don't want him to. Um, this year's kind of a house money year for the Clippers. We've had a bunch of injuries other than Kawhi. We've had Batum out for health and safety. Marcus Morris in the knee. Surge is just getting back. So there's a lot of guys we kind of got to get back before Kawhi because Kawhi around a roster with a bunch of hurt guys isn't ideal. And you're not going to go as far as you want to go. And you have to think of the future. So I think it's probably 80-20 he doesn't come back. Yeah, I think... If we've learned anything about Kawhi, potentially for the medical team, and I, I wouldn't expect that they would, but don't take any risks, I would say, um, yes. would, be the, uh, would be the advice that I would have. Uh, I guess 
one more question for you then. And Eclipse, like I said, I mean, Paul George, obviously, uh, he's always going to be one of those guys that could just have the most incredible season and won't get the credit for it. But I'm watching the other team in LA. And I don't know. I Honestly, I don't know if there's like a, a deep hatred of the Lakers on your part. I, I, part of me hopes that there is. But <laughs> is there some enjoyment with just some of the crazy stuff we're seeing with that other team? Yes. Uh, schadenfreude is very real right now uh, over here in Clipper Nation. A little bit. We, we try and not focus on it too much, but I mean, you just look at the roster construction from a team that won the finals with a bunch of shooting that was affected by the bubble, of course, um, to kind of going completely away from that and bringing in statistically, this might not even be hyperbole, the worst shooter in the league in Russell Westbrook based on any stats for the most part. Um I think that was a bad idea. I everyone is, and I use this term with you know NBA glasses on, old for lack of a better word. Um, AD isn't old, but he has kind of an old guy's body, and they're just they're just discombobulated. I think I think they're they're banking a little too much on you know LeBron's ramp up period. You know that ramp up period gets longer and longer the more minutes get added to to those legs, um, which makes total sense when you played as much basketball when you consider. The amount of postseason play, the amount of Olympic play that LeBron has been through, he'll probably end with the most like total minutes of basketball ever played across you know Olympics finals in the NBA. Um, I, and I'm sure they're going to figure it out at some point. There'll be some stretch where they you know go ten and three or something like that, and the transition offense looks great, and LeBron is randomly hitting threes for some reason. But I don't think they're built right now for a very long run into the playoffs. The West. I don't know if you've looked at the standings, but it is a log jam basically after, you know, Phoenix and um, in Golden State. It's all pretty tight. So if they can make, I mean, you know, if they're, they're celebrating wins against the Pistons, but I can't say a whole bunch because we've lost to the Pels twice. So both LA teams are kind of in a weird spot, but I think salary cap wise and roster construction wise, uh, the Lakers don't have a lot of wiggle room with what they can do. And yeah, they're, they're banking on a lot of old man magic, I would say. All right, because you just brought up Phoenix, I've got one more question for you before we wrap this up. But uh, I mentioned a few other podcasts on the network. Obviously, you're listening to Locked On Bucks and Locked On Clippers, but listen to Locked On Bets as well, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Still, and it's free and available on all platforms. So you mentioned Phoenix. So this is the last one, and we'll wrap this up. I saw a clip. Uh, getting around on Twitter yesterday. I, I don't know who it was, so unfortunately I can't give a shout-out. It was a Bucks fan, <laughs> I believe. Boogie Cousins and Chris Paul have some history. Um, and I actually don't know how Clippers fans feel about Chris Paul, by the way, so you can you can uh, fill me in on that. But Boogie mm-hmm. Cousins and Chris Paul, what? why do they hate each other? Is it real hate? And are we going to see some sort of fight between Boogie Cousins and, and Phoenix and Chris Paul before his time is done in Milwaukee? I think uh, Boogie Cousins hates Chris Paul because it seems like everybody hates Chris Paul. <laughs> would, be, would be my assessment on that. Um, he seems like an annoying guy to play against. He gets people yeah. fouls for having their jersey untucked. Um, he's that guy. You know what I mean? He's he's annoying. He's one of the greatest point guards of all time. Also, he's outlasted everyone on Lob City in a way that kind of blows my mind um, a little bit. But I don't know if there'll be a fight between Chris Paul and Boogie Cousins. I think Boogie would probably win that fight if there was. Um, I think if anything, you know, if Boogie Cousins pushes Chris Paul, like Patrick Beverly pushed Chris Paul, I think Chris Paul would fly about 50 feet forward and it would be, there'd be a lot harsher penalties for that. Um, 
And as far as Clippers fans and Chris Paul go, it's a weird relationship now. After, you know, we got this kind of weird Suns rivalry going on after the Valley Oop and all that stuff. Um, and Chris Paul did a lot of good things for the Clippers. He helped elevate the Clippers. You know, Balmer doesn't buy the team without Chris Paul being there at all. Um, we don't get, you know, the magic of Lou Williams and Patrick Beverly and all that stuff without Chris Paul. But again, he's not a very likable guy. <laughs> so like legacy wise, we know what Chris Paul did for this franchise. There were some times in the playoffs when, you know, availability was an issue, which is never anyone's fault. It just happens to be bad luck. You know all about that as a Bucks fan. Um, and so, you know, we respect what he did, but there's not a lot of, you know, Chris Paul stands, as they would say currently, um, for the Clippers who were really, you know, remembering the glory days of that. Because also Lob City, one of the reasons it didn't end well was because there was a bunch of infighting. And one of the biggest issues with that instigators was Chris Paul, you know. Um, so, you know, happy for what he did. But I think we also, I think there's part of us who hope he never gets a ring because <laughs> he never got one with the Clippers. Um, but yeah, that also does change day to day. As long as they're not playing the Clippers, I think it's it's mostly good things about Chris Paul. I love it. That all makes perfect sense to me. And I think your first <laughs> point, your first point about Boogie Cousins is probably right. There might not be a fight, but I could see Boogie Cousins getting a technical foul, maybe, maybe getting thrown out of the game for a, for something that is so minimal that Chris Paul uh, turns into a, a near death experience. So yeah, we we could definitely see that. Uh, moving forward, which will be a little bit of fun, of course. Uh, let's wrap it up. Charles, I really appreciate it, man. I know uh, you guys have got a lot going on on your side. So uh, you were the last team to get a look at Boogie. We had lots of questions, so it only made sense to bring you on, but I really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me on. You know, uh, get me back on when Boogie's playing at an all-star level and we can talk about how disappointed I am he's not on the Clippers anymore. Look, we did a Locked On crossover pod with Locked On Celtics talking Shemi Ojale in the offseason, and there was plenty of optimism there. Hasn't quite played out so far. We'll see how that goes. So this is just this is just what we do. This is just the game we're in. But uh, that is Charles Mockler. Make sure you check out Locked On Clippers. You can get him on Twitter at Charles Lockler. Mockler, I should say. Myself, Kane Pittman. You know where you can find me. And on Locked On Bucks Daily, we'll be back tomorrow. Two nights off. It's very rare that you have two nights off these days, but the Bucks are back at it tomorrow. Uh, they're playing the Charlotte Hornets. We'll have a post-game pod, as always, after that one. But for now, for Charles and myself, uh, take care. We'll see you guys tomorrow.